Good afternoon on this. Sorry for the delay there. I was getting an unusual color for my recorder. Uh, on this December 17th, 2014. As I sit here before the Lord and looking at a stack of notes that uh, He has given me dating back to last October the 13th. Oh, and current, so... I believe I just gotten prompted to kind of go back and seek him again and let him complete what he was showing me back then. So I'm going to try my best out there. That was interesting. He had put out my heart back in October of 2013, October 5th to be exact, um, called A Wake or Sleeper. And different principles. Uh, different scriptures were like in Romans chapter 13 verses 11 through 14. It says, do this knowing the time that is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousies, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. That was, well, it's part of a chapter, but I think sometimes when the English interpreters um, break up chapter verses, remember when God gave these revelations when gave these words to the different people in this case Romans was given to uh, brother Paul uh, the apostle he didn't give it with chapters and verses that's a man made uh, thing that didn't come about to believe I studied somewhere around 121300 A.D. Uh, I'm not sure the exact year, so that could be way off. Uh, but it was well past when it was written. And it's especially in the Old Testament. Because when God speaks, He's not going to stop chapter 1, verse 1. That's just not the way He is. That's a robot. That's robotics. I tell you. That's just like... And I think by that division, I'm not necessarily saying they are wrong, but by those divisions, it allowed the enemy to pick verses... And take them out of context and twist them. Remember who Lucifer was. And Solomon is, is our tempter. That's it. He's been defeated already. Completely. Uh, his final domain is the lake of fire. And he will not get out. Um, he himself also has to go to God and get permission to uh, tempt us. And God sets boundaries on him. You can read the the first chapter or so in Job and just know that. And then his other verses. But anyway, let's get back to this a little bit. As we look around our nation, we see it getting more viler. Get, see it getting more viler and wicked and because of sin. And because of the rejection of Almighty God in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is God's only method that reveals himself he reveals himself through us but it's not us it's Jesus living with us 
we have fallen prey to a tempting deception was think that we are God's yes we are his vessels we are his temples as First Corinthians remind us as well as other verses and that is a blessing but it is the Lord Jesus that abides in us and us in him we spiritually are now for us believers are now seated in heavenly places this has no longer we have traded in this home on this earth for a better home though we are not physically there yet um, and these bodies themselves will not enter their kingdom at all but they will be changed at the twinkling of an eye at the coming um, but this this set of verses is contextually seems to be about the salvation about the wake up to the Lord Jesus Christ church in the sense that in the institutional and the government approved um, 501c3s were not a concept of God or are not a concept of God they are more a structure of men similar to the way denominations were because God didn't divide his body denominationally those were divided by men uh, for various reasons um this aspect of them that can still glorify God, but the divisiveness of them uh, is not. And even those that say non-denomination, no, they're still divisive to a point. Now, his body is set in different, and we are his body. His body still is set in different cities, but we are to always be uh, caring for one another, loving to one another, never divisive. We are equal in spirit. There is none better than another than one another. We are completely equal in his eyes, and completely on level ground, and it is a worldwide uh, body of believers. We are to have no attachments to this world. We have given up all our possessions. Now we have given up to the Lord Jesus Christ, where He owns them and moves them about. And stewards them through us, through our obedience, rather, according to Him. And I think we need to wake up. We are falling asleep. Looking back, even from the 60s and 70s, how churches have become more divided. The cultures are probably more so divided, or um, at least equally divided as they were hundreds and hundreds of years ago, if not thousands of years, even in the Old Testament. Um, there was divisions out there between Jews and Gentiles out there in Christ Jesus, his gospel that he came to earth, born um, born of the virgin, to for one purpose only, to be the sacrificial lamb for each of us, the salvation of us. And we need to wake up to that fact again. We need to, when we are asleep, when we are just going about the motions, daydreaming so to speak, um, when we're asleep, that's pretty much what we do. We either daydream or we may go into, as some psychologists say, REM sleep. I never could understand that. I just barely made it through psychology psych class out there in college with a D plus. Luckily, it was a D plus, and the college I transferred to only has straight grades out there, so I was didn't have to repeat it. So thankful to God for that one now, but um. When the very first 12, 
We need to wake up to recognize Jesus is coming. We should be seeing it clearly, but we're not. Jump over to Revelation chapter 3, similar verse. This is a warning to the church of Sardis. And he's talking about who it's coming from. He who has the seven spirits of God, verse number 1. And the seven stars. You can go to Isaiah chapter 11, I believe, and look in where it talks about the seven spirits of God. Who are the, They all are uh, encompassed in the body of Jesus Christ. Uh, and it's, I try and memorize those seven spirits out there, but I myself always had to look it up, so I encourage you to go check that out. Now, this is God talking through Jesus Christ that says he knows that he, he knew their deeds, that they have a name that they are alive, but they are dead. That's when we're asleep, pretty much we're not dead. Now, now, is that saying that we're always to be awake, we're always to be sleeping? No, that's demonic. God gives us rest. He gave us the Sabbath to rest these bodies. We are not to work seven days a week for fleshly adornments. For money, there is no scripture in that. There's a lot of success and motivational speakers out there that are such that will tell you that because I've read most of them growing up. Um, actually, in my twenties and thirties, when I was caught up in that demon demonism stuff. Uh, but it says here again, and again, he's telling us in verse two to wake up and strengthen the things that remain, which were about to die. For I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. God's looking down at the American, at his American body alone, let alone the world, and he sees us asleep. He sees aspects of us that are dead. It's just like, that deadness can still get, that very little deadness. Remember, Eli had said back in 1 Samuel chapter 3, he had become dead before God. He was doing the works of God in the temple. And he was supposed to be raising up and training up. Uh, he was charged with training up uh, Samuel, the pro- who later became a prophet out there, anointed by God to be a prophet. He would be trained up. But he was blind. He was blinding. He wasn't seeing the sins uh, in his own household. He didn't have his sons under control. Uh, of course, we read later on at near the end of. First Samuel, I, I think it was First Samuel, where unfortunately Samuel did the same thing. We could become so contented down here that we fall asleep. We begin to daydream. We become so comfortable, we can come re-comfortable down here. When God enters our life, when He enters the picture as He did when, you know, He was physically born. Actually, probably started when He went in, placed Himself in the womb of Mary. Um... But when, but when he came out of that womb in that manger, when God makes an appearance, our earth's gonna notice. It's gonna shake up, um, many's life. It's gonna shake everybody's life up, but some will just grab more of a hold of their possessions and not wake up. Uh, have you ever been so asleep that, or so physically tired that, uh, it's hard for people to wake you up? When God's presence shows up, you will wake up out there. But we can become so dormant that actually we can be amiss to His voice. And kind of a final verse that goes along with this is Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14. Actually, probably, it can actually go down to uh, 
20 through 21 actually, but I just read a couple of verses here. <coughs> Excuse me. For this reason, it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another, <coughs> psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Always give me thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father. And be subject to one another in the fear of the Lord. Fear fear of Christ, I'm sorry. It's even that one, again, it's saying, um, awake or sleeper. It's just like, we need to rise from the dead. So it's just like, when we're asleep, we may be breathing. A light breathe. It's a lot lighter because we're more relaxed. And yes, God did give sleep for these bodies. Even He, when He was in His fleshy body, His human body like ours, um, though He was without sin, we can't be that way yet at this time. We do not have our glorified bodies as, as of yet. Um, we do still have to come to the cross completely, bring all of all of our joke, all of our messes to the cross. But we need to wake up. It's just not a matter of going to church a couple times a week, inviting people into church. It's inviting, it's letting him grow in the wisdom and knowledge of him. Even Colossians chapter one, nine through twelve, or you basically sums it up that even when we pray for others, we have to pray for the that they hear and receive and understand the wisdom of the knowledge of the Lord. That's the eternal life. That's our eternal life. Is to know God. It's going to take an eternity to know, which means we'll we'll constantly be in a state of learning. Um, does it look like you? Know, yeah, heaven will be without sin. In the new earth, in the new heavens, will be completely without sin. No rebellion will be in it. No disobedience. I'm thankful to that one because I still struggle with that one. But it's like if we're not growing in that knowledge and allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to serve in us and through us and prune us willingly, it's just like we talk about free will and yes, He allows that. But we have to submit that to Him also. We have to give that to him. It just says, not our will, but thy will be done, Lord. As King James says, even through Jesus' example. It's just like, yes, Jesus slept in the boat. He was asleep in the back of the boat in the midst of a storm. Does that mean he was, you know, God was still out of control? No, God knew exactly what was going on out there. And he would have stopped in a second out there, but they just didn't look up. So as you know, Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, I didn't even stop the storm. Maybe perhaps there's one prayer they could have prayed upwards. But their faith was still being molded back then and still growing at that time out there. What they do, they knew they had to wake up him. When Jonah went down and hit the bottom of that boat, he knew it was him that that storm was raising up. And if he did not sacrifice himself, give up that, but tell him to throw him out the boat, it is me. You know, catch me out, and then, you know, the storm would dissipate, which it did. And then they all gave glory to God. If we are not allowing, if we do not wake up, 
and allow God to waken us up and allow God to fill us once again with the Holy Spirit then we could die remember Eli ended up dying and his family because of sin and rebellion does that mean you still want to say as far as heaven we're not told that I don't know it's just like he was still a priest of God but he was in deep rebellion and he did. Matter of fact, he should have recognized instantly that he wasn't that he wasn't calling Samuel, as in verse chapter again, First Samuel chapter three. But it was God calling him. And he should have immediately said, "It wasn't me." But here's what you want to do: go back and lay down one more time. And if he calls again, say. And he, it shouldn't have taken him five times, Samuel five times to come to him, or rather three times. Yeah, God called five times. Uh, it shouldn't have taken that long should have been instantaneous. This should be that way with us too. We should be growing close enough to hear our Lord Jesus' voice. And we should be acting immediately. When we pray for others, if, if somebody is, has a sickness or a um, financial difficulty, um, we don't want to hear what God has to say. Because God might say, you feed them. Or, I give you provision, you provide. Or, you already have what this brother or what this sister needs give it to him not sell it to him uh, th- those are just the examples out there and there's so much in scriptures we come and let our voices be heard God could care less or little about our voices it's other than I repent Lord I turn back to you it's the Lord Jesus' voice that is dwelling inside of us now if he's not dwelling inside of us then you do need to do have him do a Psalm one thirty nine twenty three twenty four search of you, or a Second Corinthians thirteen five, and have him search because if he's not in you, then you're not his yet, and you are not a child of God as of yet. You are not a genuine believer, as Romans ten nine and ten ten say, and that needs to be dealt with first. Jesus is coming again soon in the clouds to remove those of us that are his to take us out of the way for what's coming. Nobody on earth will survive during that time. And Bible also clearly says other than a fourth of Jew, uh, Israelites will you know, believe in him at that time. The majority of them, three-fourths of them will perish. And they will get so hardened in heart that they will curse God instead of repent. Normally, if some calamity comes up, that's what God can use awesomely to get our attention and to bring salvations. He's done it with me. He's done it with others. And He's still doing it today. All these storms and shakings. He's prophesied about it thousands upon thousands of years ago. And they're coming to pass. Just because God gives a prophet don't mean it's going to happen. Prophecy doesn't mean it's going to happen instantly. Some of them are related to something that's getting ready to happen. we got a little more ways to go yet. And, but most of them have already happened. Jesus Christ was prophesied that he would come and die and suffer and die on the cross. Um, be buried three days. On the third day, rise up. And then four days later, he ascended. Back to his throne, which he left, and picked back up his crown that he laid down on a seat. 
all that was prophesied probably five, six hundred or so years ago. So we get so caught up in the timings and forget. So again, are you that sleeper that the Lord is trying to wake up with you? He's talking to the church. He's talking to us. He's talking to believers. We've fallen asleep, brothers and sisters. Please, like you, wake up. Repent. Let God shake you up out of your slumber. Now, again, that's not saying for foolish individuals that are believing the devil's temptation that we don't have to, uh, that we, we should be able to go without sleep. That ain't God. That's the devil. Because these bodies are not designed to go without sleep. It's impossible. We cannot beat our bodies to do that. So, again, wake up, sleeper. The Lord Jesus is knocking. And He wants to enter. He wants to wake you up. He designed us. And He designed you for a purpose. Love y'all.